Welcome to the podcast of Spirit Life Revival Ministries, an apostolic prophetic mission-based ministry headquartered in Accra, Ghana. A church family with a vision to possess and teach the world that all things are possible through the preaching of the word of faith. Join us on this journey of discovery as we delve into the timeless teachings of our faith and share inspiring stories from God's word. This podcast is designed to uplift your spirit and deepen your relationship with God to help you pursue and walk in your divinely assigned purpose. Together, let's embark on the transformative and enlightening experience as we navigate the intersections of faith, life, and the supernatural. And now, today's message. I am here today not to receive, but to give. I have received for so many years that coming back on the same pulpit that I received from feels so humbling. The Bible says in Acts 20, 35, that there is more blessing in receiving, in giving, than receiving. I feel so humbled today to be in a position to give to the people of God. I have been praying about this message for a while, and I pray this message heals and blesses someone. I pray it brings someone the value they've been seeking for. Amen. Amen. I want to acknowledge the presence of my prophet, my spiritual father, my mentor, my husband, my teacher. Bernard L. Bernard Nelson, Asian, money cometh. <laughs> for believing in me when I didn't even believe in myself. And for entrusting this glorious people of God to me to speak the word of God too. I also want to appreciate God's servant, Apostle Vincent Bannerman. And his beautiful wife, Mrs. Vera Bannerman, and the family. I want to say thank you so much. Provi is like my hype man. Ha! The pressure I received this week. Provi, thank you so much for the push. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the support. God richly bless you. Mrs. Bannerman, I love you. I want to say thank you to all the pastors. Thank you for your support and the push. God richly bless you. And to the congregation, thank you for the genuine love. God bless you. Wow, it feels so good to be back. But um, shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you all the glory, honor, and adoration. We thank you for a beautiful day like today. 
We pray, oh God, that even as you have chosen me to be the one to deliver your message to your people, I pray, oh God, that you will put me aside and speak through me. Father, Lord, deliver your word to your people. Even as the word comes out, Father, Lord, let them not hear from me, but may they hear from you, Jesus. I pray, oh God, that this word will bring healing to someone. This word will bring someone closer to their miracle and their testimony. I pray that even by the end of this sermon, May people receive the testimonies they've been looking for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. First Samuel chapter 16, verses 14 downwards. My subject is titled, Blessed but Muted. Blessed but Muted. Blessed but Muted. rejected the word of the Lord, God has rejected you as king. This passage I am about to read is just after that incident. If you go through the Bible, you see that Saul was a king, but before he became king, God sent Samuel to go and anoint and ordain him as king. Well, at a point on his life or journey as king, I don't know what happened, but he started going against the things of God. He even built a statue in honor of himself. So God got angry and decided to choose a new king. In choosing the new king, that is where we come to 1 Samuel 16. Now let's dig into the scriptures. 1 Samuel 16, 14 downwards. Now the spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. Saul's attendant said to him, See, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord command his servants here to search for someone who can play the liar. He will play when the evil spirit from God comes on you and you will feel better. So Saul said to his attendant, Find someone who plays well and bring him to me. One of the servants answered, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the lyre. He is a brave man and a warrior. He speaks well and is a fine-looking man, and the Lord is with him. Then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. 20. So Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a young goat, and sent them with his son David to Saul. David came to Saul and entered his service. Saul liked him very much, and David became one of his armor bearers. Then Saul sent word to Jesse, saying, 
allow David to remain in my service, for I am pleased with him. Whenever the spirit from God came on Saul, David would take up his lyre and play. Then relief would come to Saul. He would feel better and the evil spirit will leave him. Amen. The story of 1 Samuel 16 talks about David. God sent Samuel to the house of Jesse because God said he had rejected King Saul from being the king. He sent Samuel to the house of Jesse to go and anoint a king. Well, when Prophet Samuel got there, he saw Jesse's first son. I mean, the gentleman looked like a king. His physiques and everything looked like someone that God was going to choose. But God told Samuel he is not the one. Well, the second son of Jesse also came, and he was also rejected by God. Jesse made seven of his children pass in front of Prophet Samuel, and all these people were rejected by God. This, this means that God can actually love you, but would know that there are certain things that does not belong to you. King Jesse, actually Jesse forgot that he had a son called David. It's really sad. But David was the one with the solution. This means that there can be a time you can have so much, but people can forget your existence. You can be the only one with the solution, but people will forget you have the solution. Samuel said, until they bring David, he wasn't going to sit down. Now they brought David, and Samuel anointed David. When we think about what it means to be blessed, most of the time, we look at the things that we the good things we have in life, the cars we drive, the big houses we live in, the good schools we put our children through, the good health we have. Well, when things, whenever things go the right way as human beings, we are naturally, we naturally like work with positive attitudes because things are going the right way. It is so easy to be in a good mood or have a positive attitude towards life when things go our way. But my brother and my sister, what do we do when things doesn't go our way? What does it mean to be muted? The dictionary said to be muted means to refrain from speech temporarily, not permanently. To refrain from speech temporarily or refrain from sound temporarily. To be muted doesn't mean you cannot talk or the sound of an object is destroyed. To mute my television does not mean it does not have a sound. To mute does not mean destroyed. <laughs> there is always a reason behind every muteness. There is always a season and time for sound. So it means there's always a reason for something to be muted. It could be good or bad. What does it mean to be blessed but muted? I see my mommy in the house. Mommy, God bless you. I love you. <laughs> what does it mean to be blessed but muted? To be blessed but muted is when you have the anointing and the presence, but you are still not noticed. To be blessed but muted is when you are prepared, but you do not have the platform. To be blessed but muted is when you are prepared for marriage, but there's no man or woman. When you have the qualification, but you still cannot find a job, that is blessed but muted. To be blessed but muted is when your womb is ready to conceive, but the baby is nowhere to be found. 
Blessed but muted is when you have the product, but no one is patronizing you. David was blessed but muted. But when it was his turn, he was noticed and anointed. He didn't even force it. He was not there, but they waited for him. Even in his absence, they sent for him to come. And when they needed someone to play the harp, oh my God, he was mentioned and recommended. Your name can be mentioned and destroyed. That's the truth. Your name can be mentioned and misrepresented. <laughs> but David's name was mentioned and recommended. Who is mentioning your name? Where is your name being mentioned? Why is your name being mentioned? David was to be of help to Israel. But because his time wasn't up, he was still in hiding. Even when they were chosen people for the army, he wasn't even considered. Yet when his time was up, a stone, a common stone, made him significant. Not a sword or a gun. When your time comes for you to be unmuted, nothing can stop you. Things people do not pay much attention to will bring you to limelight. There's definitely a reason behind your muteness. David was muted because he was being prepared for a greater task. There are times and seasons God allows certain things to happen because you are being prepared. You know yourself. You know what you can do. You know the power you carry. You know what is within you. You know that if this opportunity is being given you, you will kill it. But it's rather unfortunate that the people around you that you know you can do better than keep receiving these favors and you, you still keep going back because no one seemed to recognize you. What if it is God? What if it is God? Sometimes too, the people around you know that you can do it, but they wouldn't give it to you because they know, because it's you. So they won't even give it to you. But sometimes you can actually be the reason behind your own muteness. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it could be laziness. Maybe you are rejecting the call of God on your life, which is making everything around you scattered. You ask yourself, why is this happening to me? Maybe you have to concentrate on the calling of God on your life. Sometimes there are people who also, out of experience, decide to sit back and observe. But is that what God wants for you? Just sit down and ask yourself, all these things that I've listed, where do you fall? Are you observing because you are hurt? Are you observing because you feel like no one wants to work with you? Or you think you don't deserve it? <laughs> it's crazy. One can be blessed but muted, but because they haven't gotten the platform, they will still be in hiding. But the truth of the matter is, when a baby is in your womb, it has to be carried for nine months. You do not want to bring a baby out preterm. You might end up killing the baby. So sometimes God separates you and prepare you for the task ahead because if he releases you out before your time, you might end up dying. Sometimes we find our blessings in our mute season. I don't know about you, 
But there are seasons that I have been separated from everyone and God gave me answers. God gave me solution. Sometimes in your muteness is where the answer is. The mute season sometimes toughens us. It brings endurance and self-control. Where you know you can do it, but you have self-control and you know it is not your turn. So you sit back and clap for those that are doing it. Because you know when it is your turn, God will show up for you. Everyone enjoys when the blessings come. But what happens when you know you are blessed but muted? You are blessed with the teachings of God. Oh, you can even preach more than Prophet Vincent and Papa. But no one wants to give you the platform. No one is inviting you. You seem to be on a lonely journey. I need you to understand that God uses the lonely journey. He uses the dark places. That is where you can pay attention and listen to his voice. When Joseph was falsely accused and put in prison for 13 years, let's say if Joseph was arrested in 2010, it means he would have been released by now. It's crazy. It's wild. The scripture says Joseph was laid in chains of iron and his soul entered into that iron. In that prison, Joseph developed strength and perseverance. I don't know where else he could have developed that. There are some lessons you can only learn in your quiet places. Quit complaining about who treated you this way and who didn't treat you that way. There are a lot of people going through so much that they tend to forget about God. They feel God has forgotten them. God has not forgotten you. You may not like what you're going through, but it is working for your own good. King David said, God enlarged me in my time of distress. He didn't get enlarged in his good times. No. He was enlarged when things weren't going his way. As a teenager, I believe he wanted to hang out with his friends, have fun, but he was stuck taking care of his father's sheep. Day after day, while he was out there alone in the shepherd's fields with nobody to talk to, it looked as though he would never accomplish his dreams in life. But those years in the lonely fields were what prepared him to become a champion. When he killed Goliath, people thought it was an overnight success. But the truth is, it didn't happen overnight. It was underground training behind the scenes where people didn't know that this is what this boy was doing in the bushes. It's not a coincidence that David says in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. And though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. He was saying in effect, the same God who leads me to the green pastures, <laughs> the same God who leads me to the still waters is the same God who will lead me through the valley of the shadows of death. We can all trust God when we are resting in the green pastures and we can trust him when we are beside the still waters. That is so easy, I bet you, you know that. But he's asking you to trust him when you are in the dark valley. 
he hasn't let his like he has not forgotten about you. You may feel alone, you may feel abandoned and mistreated and think that life hasn't been fair. But God is still leading you. That dark place is part of the plan to make you into who you were created to be. Many people cannot go through what you're going through because if they go through that same fire, they will die. It may not be easy, I know. You may not understand it. <laughs> but faith is trusting God when life does not make sense. If life makes sense to you, then it means you have not even seen anything. Dare to believe that he's blessing you even in the dark places. Believe that what's meant for your harm is going to work to your advantage. David went on to say, after you go through the dark place in the valley, God will anoint your head with oil. He will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies and your cup will run over. Notice this. Pay attention to this. <laughs> you have to go through the valley to enjoy that table set before you. If you are not ready to go through it, then <laughs> there's no table for you. <laughs> you have to go through the loneliness. You have to go through the sickness. You have to go through the betrayal before you get that fresh anointing. That new beginning. You have to go through the shepherd's field doing the right thing when the wrong thing is happening around you. When you know everyone around you is doing the bad thing, but you said, on God. You have to go through that job where you are not being treated right. Through the struggles, the lack, the debt you are owing people. Before you make it to where your cup runs over. That cup will run over. Too often, we are always praying for the overflow, but not the valley. Hey, our prayers has always been like this. God, give me more favor. Give me more influence. A great anointing. God is asking you. God, no, God is actually saying, okay, I have it. But you have to be willing to go, to, go with me through the valley. Are you ready? In the dark places is where we prove to God what we are really made of. God can trust you with certain things, with favor and everything, a little favor here and there. But can God trust you with that favor you are asking for? Can God trust you with that greater influence you are praying for? And the resources you are praying to God to release into your life, into your hands, will you be able to handle it as a Christian? You have to be faithful in the shepherd's field where it's lonely and where you are not getting your way. You can actually be blessed and also be muted, but it all depends on what you do when you are muted. Another phase of being blessed and muted can be when you find yourself in the caterpillar phase. <laughs> the caterpillar crawls, but mind you, it doesn't crawl forever. Mm-mm. It doesn't crawl its whole life. It doesn't. You can't be muted your whole life as a human being. Even a caterpillar doesn't want to be muted for so long. The caterpillar is comfortable being a caterpillar because transformation from being a caterpillar to a butterfly takes so much pressure. A caterpillar would have to enter into its cocoon. When it enters into the cocoon, some take a year, some take months, some take weeks. Within this period, the caterpillar will not eat. It doesn't speak to anyone. It doesn't eat. It doesn't, all, all they see around them is darkness. 
Within this season, they are in the dark. They do not eat. They are being transformed. Wings are being formed in the cocoon. But they do not know. Things are going on. Their tongue, you know, as a caterpillar, they eat leaves. But the moment you become a butterfly, you suck the sweetness of the flower. That's the nectar. Amen. 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 In the darkness, the tongue is being formed to be able to suck the sweetness of the flower, which is the nectar. <laughs> and the wings are being formed. And whilst the caterpillar is there struggling, just one day, out of nowhere, the caterpillar will just feel the wings. And the caterpillar will begin to feel the air. And the moment the air begins to blow it, it will begin to float in the air. That is it for the caterpillar. I am sure the caterpillar at that point was in their muted season. And same applies to you. The caterpillar would want to go back to its comfort zone, I mean. No one wants to go through stress and still remain a caterpillar because no one wants to be in the dark. Even doom so, look at how we complained. Physical doom, so how much more spiritual? No one wants to be lonely, no matter who you are. I like being by myself. I always want to be by myself. I can be in my room for so long without going downstairs. But no one wants to be alone. You would want some time for yourself. That doesn't mean that you want to be alone for the rest of your life. What the caterpillar didn't realize is that the dark transformation that was taking place wasn't just darkness. It was God bringing him from darkness to the light. You will come out of that issue grown and refined. You are going through that because God is incubating you. It's not as if you've done something or God does not love you. You need to go through that incubation. No more muteness for the caterpillar. No more crawling. Your wings are developing. Your level just changed. In the scriptures as I end, a man named Jacob had not lived the right kind of life. He was dishonest. He cheated people and even tricked his brother out of his birthright. You would think that God wouldn't want to have anything to do with such a man. <laughs> but God doesn't write people off. If you think God has a problem with the person you are fighting with, then you are a joke. God doesn't do that. God doesn't write people off. He keeps working with us and showing us his mercy. If God shows you mercy, then it means God can show me mercy. God can show you the same mercy he showed Jacob. Whilst Jacob was on a long journey through the desert, he was hot and tired and hungry because he was running away. Nothing was going his way. He came to a place and all he could find was a rock. A rock that he could use as a pillow to sleep. Because he was in a very hard place. He was in a lonely time. A night season. I'm sure Jacob thought that God had forgotten about him. When he went to sleep that night, something significant happened. But he went to sleep feeling discouraged. Full of regret. While he was sleeping, he had a dream. And he saw angels going up and down the stairs. 
And the Lord was standing at the top of that staircase. And he said, Jacob, the ground you are lying on belongs to you and your descendant. Someone that did something like this. God can't forget you. No, because you couldn't even do what he did. Have you done what Jacob did? No. So it means God has not forgotten. It's just not your time yet. The Lord was standing at the top of the staircase and he said, Jacob, the ground you are lying on belongs to you and your descendant. I will protect you wherever you go. He, was pro he said he was going to protect Jacob. I'll be with you continually until I give you everything that I have promised you. When Jacob woke up, he couldn't believe what he had seen. He said, surely the Lord is in this place. What is interesting is that Jacob wasn't in church, like spirit life as I'm standing here. If God release, like, gives me a word like this, I mean I'm here, so it's normal. But he was in a desert. He wasn't in a temple. He wasn't in a synagogue. He was in a desert. What is God trying to tell you? He's telling you that if he even came through for him in the desert, then he's the God of hard places. He is the God of lonely times because he felt like a sinner, so he was alone. He is the God of night season, the God of the muted, and the God of the sinner. Oh, you think you're a sinner? God loves you. When you are blessed, you become a threat to the enemy. A blessed person sets standard for their family and their generation and even their country and the world at large. And they also break generational curses. The devil has a way of shutting a blessed person down. The enemy can convince you to accept your season of muteness by making you accept the fact that you do not even belong where you are and you even need to go lower. <laughs> if Joseph hadn't been betrayed by his brothers, if he hadn't been sold into slavery, if he hadn't been falsely accused, and put into prison, he wouldn't have made it to the throne. Mm. All these were necessary for his journey to the top. What do you think? What am I saying? What looks like a setback is really God setting you up to get to the fullness of your destiny. You can go through life fighting everything that doesn't go your way. Oh, this one offended me. I give it to the pine. If you do this, if you heard me, I heard you. You can go through it. But you can also choose to say that if this happened, I will sit aside and allow God to do it. It is better to stay at peace knowing that God is redirecting your steps, even in the detours, <laughs> even in the dead ends, even in the U-turns. God is leading you. When Jesus was about to be crucified, he told the people, you can destroy the temple, but in three days, in three days, I will raise it up. They thought he was talking about the edifice. No, he was talking about himself. He was talking about the fact that if they kill him in three days, he'll rise up again. Why was he so sure of that? Because he knew his end had been established. You need to get out of your muted season. You need to decide now. Are you going to allow the enemy win or you will take charge now? 
It could be a mistake you made in the past, like Jacob, that has caused you to be muted. Forgive yourself and move on. Pray to God. You missed it. It happens to us sometimes. We are humans. We are not God. Pray to God to forgive you. Do not accept what you are going through now. Because the moment you become, you become complacent, listen, nothing kills dreams and motivation faster than being satisfied with the way things are. Never get too comfortable. People losing their guard in their season of comfort. You know. And the enemy always strikes in seasons like this. No matter where you find yourself, make sure you put your guard on. I remember in 2005 when I ran away from home to Takradi. <laughs> I ran because I, 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 I felt like my daddy was too strict on us and all that. So I ran away to Takradi. When I got to Takradi, I thought I was going to have my freedom. But then when I got to Takradi, it rather brought me closer to God. If I am not in the house of God praying, I am in my room praying. Then, at a point in my life, I became too comfortable because certain things that I was looking for, I was praying for, I started experiencing it. Then I started moving from one club to the next, one nightclub to the next one. Then, after I had so much fun, I sit back and I realized that then my spirit wasn't at peace because that wasn't what God had for me. It was so crazy and wild because... I felt then, I, I look back and I'm like, I could actually say I was going to the club. I go, I'll dance, have fun. But then, my spirit, my spirit. Some of us are going to transition from today. From being too comfortable in our current situation to being restless till you see what God has for you manifest in your life. It's time you unleash your lips. Unleash it. You have been muted for so long. Forgive yourself. Start working on yourself and you will see the power of God at work in your life. God will definitely meet you where you are. But God will never keep you at the same spot he met you. He will increase you more than how he met you. Just give yourself space. You can actually say that I'm giving myself three months, 90 days. Work on yourself. And you will see the mighty hand of God at work in your life. You will experience the manifestation of God's power. Because God will not just carry the miracle and bring it to you. He will meet you halfway. Shall we be on our feet? We are praying. We might have gone through so much in life that we think we don't even deserve the blessings God is sending us. Or we are in a certain level in our lives that we think, ah, oh, maybe because of my mother's mistakes, maybe it's because of my father's mistakes, maybe because of some of the things I did in the secondary school, maybe this, maybe that. That is why God has given up on you. That's a lie. You are praying that anything, any blessing that is due you, anything that is holding you back, today is the beginning of the 90-day count. 
we are praying that God should release that thing that is holding you back. God should release that blessing you have been praying for. God should bring you answers. God should bring healing to anyone that is hurt in this room. God should do it. Begin to pray that God in his own power will come through for you. Even as you go forth and say that, God, I am doing this, so meet me halfway. May you see the mighty hand of God at work. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will do your part and we will do ours. Father Lord, anything that has brought delay, anything that is holding us back, anything that has muted us, in the mighty name of Jesus, we unleash our lips in the name of Jesus. Any blessings that has been withheld, we release it in the name of Jesus. Even as your word has come, anybody in this edifice, even as they go out, may they receive their blessings. May they release their miracle. May they receive that breakthrough they have been looking for. We thank you. As we bring today's message to a close, we hope that the teaching shared have touched your heart and ignited a deeper connection with your faith. May the wisdom and inspiration gained here continue to resonate in your life, guiding you through challenges, strengthening your relationships, and bringing you closer to God. We are ready and just a call away to support, encourage, and walk alongside you. Reach our church line on plus 233 234 777 788. Follow us via social media at Spirit Life Revival Ministries on Instagram, Spirit Life Revival Ministries The Oracle's Place on Facebook, and at Spirit Life TH on Twitter. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Spirit Life Revival Ministries for more of such messages. Remember, you are never alone. Until we meet again, may the love grace and peace of our Lord be with you always.